0: Miss Kilmansegg and Her Precious Leg A Golden Legend 3 By Thomas Hood Her Accident 84 The horse that carried Miss Kilmansegg and a better nether lifted leg was a very rich bay called banker, a horse of a breed and a metal so rare by bullion out of an ingot mare, that for action, the best of figures and air, it made many good judges hanker. 85. And when she took a ride in the park, equestrian lord or pedestrian clerk was thrown in an amorous fever, to see the heiress how well she sat, with her groom behind her, bob or nat in green, half smothered with gold, and a hat with more gold lace than beaver. 86. And then when banker obtained a pat, to see how he arched his neck at that, he snorted with pride and pleasure. Like the steed in the fable so lofty and grand, Who gave the poor ass to understand That he didn't carry a bag of sand, But a burden of golden treasure. 87. A load of treasure? Alas, alas, had her horse been fed upon English grass, And sheltered in Yorkshire spinneys, Had he scoured the sand with the desert ass, Or where the American whinnies but a hunter from erin's turf and gorse a regular thoroughbred irish horse why he ran away as a matter of course with a girl worth her weight in guineas eighty eight Mayhap 'tis the trick of such pampered nags to shy at the sight of a beggar in rags but away like the bolt of a rabbit away went the horse in the madness of fright and away went the horsewoman mocking the sight was yonder blue flash a flash of blue light or only the skirt of her habit 89 away she flies with the groom behind it looks like a race of the kalmuk kind when hymen himself is the starter and the maid rides first in the four-footed strife riding striding as if for her life while the lover rides after to catch him a wife although it's catching a tartar 90 but the groom has lost his glittering hat though he does not sigh and pull up for that alas his horse is a tit for tat to sell to a very low bidder his wind is ruined his shoulder is sprung things though a horse be handsome and young a purchaser will consider 91 but still flies the heiress through stones and dust oh for a fall if she must on the gentle lap of flora but still, thank heaven, she clings to her seat. Away, away, she could ride a dead heat with the dead who ride so fast and fleet in the ballad of Leonora. Ninety-two. Away she gallops. It's awful work. It's faster than Turpin's ride to York on Bess, that notable clipper. She has circled the ring. She crosses the park. Mazeppa, although he was stripped so stark, Mazeppa couldn't outstrip her. Ninety-three the fields seem running away with the folks the elms are having a race for the oaks at a pace that all jockeys disparages all all is racing the serpentine seems rushing past like the arrowy rhine the houses have got on a railway line and are off like the first-class carriages ninety four she'll lose her life she is losing her breath a cruel chase she is chasing death as female shriekings forewarn her and now, as gratis as blood of Guelph, she clears that gate which has cleared itself since then at Hyde Park Corner. 95. Alas, for the hope of the Kilmanseggs, for her head, her brains, her body and legs, her life's not worth a copper. Willy-nilly in Piccadilly, a hundred hearts turn sick and chilly, a hundred voices cry stop her. And one old gentleman stares and stands, Shakes his head and lifts his hands, And says, how very improper. 96. On and on, what a perilous run, The iron rails seem all mingling in one, To shut out the green park scenery. And now the cellar its dangers reveals, She shudders, she shrieks, She's doomed, she feels, To be torn by powers of horses and wheels, Like a spinner by steam machinery. 97 sick with horror she shuts her eyes but the very stones seem uttering cries as they did to that persian daughter when she climbed up the steep vociferous hill her little silver flagon to fill with the magical golden water ninety eight batter her shatter her throw and scatter her shouts each stony hearted chatterer dash at the heavy dover Spill her, kill her, tear and tatter her, smash her, crash her. The stones didn't flatter her. Kick her brains out. Let her blood spatter her. Roll on her over and over. Ninety-nine, for so she gathered the awful sense of the street in its past, unmacadamized tense, as the wild horse overran it, his foreheels making the clatter of six like a devil's tattoo played with iron sticks on a kettle drum of granite a hundred on still on she's dazzled with hints of oranges ribbons and colored prints a kaleidoscope jumble of shapes and tints and human faces all flashing bright and brief as the sparks from the flints that the desperate hoof keeps dashing a hundred and one on and on still frightfully fast dover street bond street all are past but yes no yes they're down at last the furies and fates have found them. Down they go with sparkle and crash, Like a bark that's struck by the lightning flash. There's a shriek, and a sob, And the dense dark mob, like a billow, closes around them. 102. She breathes, she don't, she'll recover, she won't, She's stirring, she's living by nemesis. Gold, still gold, on counter and shelf, Golden dishes as plenty as Delph. Miss Kilmansegg's coming again to herself on an opulent goldsmith's premises. 103. Gold, fine gold, both yellow and red, beaten and molten, polished and dead, to see the gold with profusion spread in all forms of its manufacture. But what avails gold to Miss Kilmansegg when the femoral bone of her dexter leg has met with a compound fracture? 104. Gold may soothe adversity's smart, nay, help to bind up a broken heart, but to try it on any other part were as certain a disappointment, as if one should rub the dish and plate taken out of a Staffordshire crate, in the hope of a golden service of state, with Singleton's golden ointment. 105. As the twig is bent, the tree's inclined is an adage often recalled to mind, referring to juvenile bias, and never so well is the verity seen as when to the weak, warped side we lean, when life's tempests and hurricanes try us. 106. Even thus, with Miss Kay and her broken limb, by a very, very remarkable whim she showed her early tuition, while the buds of character came into blow with a certain tinge that served to show the nursery culture long ago as the graft is known by fruition a hundred and seven for the king's physician who nursed the case his verdict gave with an awful face and three others concurred to egg it that the patient to give old death the slip like the pope instead of a personal trip must send her leg as a legate a hundred and eight the limb was doomed it couldn't be saved and like other people the patient behaved nay bravely that cruel parting braved which makes some persons so falter they rather would part without a groan with the flesh of their flesh and bone of their bone they obtained at saint george's altar a hundred and nine but when it came to fitting the stump with the proxy limb then flatly and plump she spoke in the spirit olden she couldn't she shouldn't she wouldn't have wood nor a leg of cork if she never stood and she swore an oath or something as good the proxy limb should be golden a hundred and ten a wooden leg what a sort of peg for your common jockeys and jennies no no her mother might worry and plague weep go down on her knees and beg but nothing would move miss kilmansegg she could she would have a golden leg if it cost ten thousand guineas 111. Wood, indeed, in forest or park, with its sylvan honours and feudal bark, is an aristocratic article. But split and sawn and hacked about town, serving all needs of pauper or clown, trod on, staggered on, wood cut down, is vulgar, fibre and particle. 112. And cork, when the noble cork-tree shades a lovely group of Castilian maids, tis a thing for a song or sonnet. But cork, as it stops the bottle of gin, or bungs the beer, the small beer, in. It pierced her heart like a corking pin to think of standing upon it. 113 A leg of gold, solid gold throughout, nothing else, whether slim or stout, should ever support her, God willing. She must, she could, she would have her whim. Her father she turned a deaf ear to him. He might kill her, she didn't mind killing. He was welcome to cut off her other limb. He might cut her all off with a shilling. 114. All other promised gifts were in vain, golden girdle or golden chain. She writhed with impatience, more than pain, and uttered shawes and pishes. But a leg of gold as she lay in bed, it danced before her, it ran in her head, it jumped with her dearest wishes. 115 gold 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 oh let it be gold asleep or awake that tale she told and when she grew delirious till her parents resolved to grant her wish if they melted down plate and goblet and dish the case was getting so serious a hundred and sixteen so a leg was made in a comely mould of gold fine virgin glittering gold as solid as man could make it solid in foot and calf and shank a prodigious sum of money it sank, in fact, t'was a branch of the family bank, and no easy matter to break it. 117. All sterling metal, not half and half, the goldsmith's mark was stamped on the calf, t'was pure as from Mexican barter. And to make it more costly, just over the knee, where another ligature used to be, was a circle of jewels, worth shillings to see, a new-fangled badge of the garter. 118. T'was a splendid, brilliant, beautiful leg, fit for the court of Scanderbeg, that precious leg of Miss Kilmansegg. For thanks to parental bounty, secure from mortification's touch, she stood on a member that cost as much as a member for all the county. Her Fame. 119. To gratify stern ambition's whims, What hundreds and thousands of precious limbs On a field of battle we scatter. severed by sword, or bullet, or saw, Off they go, all bleeding and raw, But the public seems to get the lock-jaw, So little is said on the matter. 120. Legs, the tightest that ever were seen, The tightest, the lightest that danced on the green, Cutting capers to sweet kitty clover, Shattered, scattered, cut and bowled down. Off they go. Worse off for renown—a line in the Times or a talk about town than the leg that a fly runs over. One hundred and twenty-one. But the precious leg of Miss Kilmansegg—that golden, golden, golden leg—was the theme of all conversation. Had it been a pillar of church and state or a prop to support the whole dead weight, it could not have furnished more debate to the heads and tails of the nation. 122. East and west, and north and south, though useless for either hunger or drouth, the leg was in everybody's mouth, to use a poetical figure. Rumor, in taking her ravenous swim, saw and seized on the tempting limb, like a shark on the leg of a nigger. 123. Willful murder fell very dead, debates in the house were hardly read in vain the police reports were fed with irish riots and rumpuses the leg the leg was the great event through every circle in life it went like the leg of a pair of compasses 124 the last new novel seemed tame and flat the leg a novelty newer than that had tripped up the heels of fiction it burked the very essays of Burke. And alas, how wealth over wit plays the turk, As a regular piece of goldsmith's work Got the better of goldsmith's diction. A leg of gold, what of solid gold, Cried rich and poor, and young and old, And master and miss and madam, T'was the talk of change, the alley, the bank, And with men of scientific rank, It made as much stir as the fossil shank Of a lizard coeval with Adam a hundred and twenty six of course with greenwich and chelsea elves men who had lost a limb themselves its interest did not dwindle but bill and ben and jack and tom could hardly have spun more yarns therefrom if the leg had been a spindle a hundred and twenty seven meanwhile the story went to and fro till gathering like the ball of snow by the time it got to stratford le beau through exaggeration's touches the heiress and hope of the kilman segs was propped on two fine golden legs and a pair of golden crutches a hundred and twenty eight never had legs so great a run t'was the go and the kick thrown into one the mode the new thing under the sun the rage the fancy the passion bonnets were named and hats were worn a la golden leg instead of leg-horn and stockings and shoes of golden hues took the lead in the walks of fashion hundred and twenty nine the golden leg had a vast career it was sung and danced and to show how near low folly to lofty approaches down to society's very dregs the bells of wapping wore kilman's and Saint Giles's bows sported golden legs in their pinchbeck pins and brooches. End of section seventy-four. This recording is in the public domain.